Okay, and welcome back to the Play More podcast. Holy cow, this is episode number 21 yeah. in this series. And uh, again, this is brought to you by Play It Again Sports in Kennesaw, Georgia. And we do a whole lot of buying of your used sports gear. So if you're thinking about cleaning house or if your kid's about growing some things, hey, bring it on by. We'll check it out. But today I'm kind of excited here. I'm with a, uh, a customer who's become a little bit of a friend, a mutual acquaintance here. And we I get to, isn't it Jim Ownby? Welcome, Jim. How you doing, buddy? Thanks, Jim. Yeah, uh, doing what? All right. You know, again, we get to kind of chat with different customers that roll in, and, and uh, you're about my age, right? You're, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, just just hit 50 this year. I'm 52, so, right. um, you know, we have a lot in common. Uh, we did, yep. uh, Whether we even know it or not, but we're going to get into some of sure. that stuff. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and uh, one of the things I've uh, I, I've noticed about uh, you and as, uh, you know, I kind of assess different people that come through, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, you've got a... A cool mindset on uh, you know looking for equipment. I can tell you're taking care of yourself. You're fighting the good fight, and in some uh, cases literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit of martial arts there right. too, right? Yep. So, mm-hmm. so what? What? First off, what? What inspires you to keep fighting that good fight and kind of you know working out? And I'm sure it's your workouts have altered a million times. Over oh yeah, years. absolutely, absolutely. No, no, it started early. Um, I grew up in kind of rural-ish Texas, northeast Texas. Okay. Uh, so pretty much outside board from the beginning. I got you it. Know, okay. yeah. um, uh, bikes and skateboards and whatnot, you know, in the in the seventies and eighties, um, and and biking was really getting big in Texas. Um, towards the the mid '80s. What kind of biking? Uh, oh, uh, uh, road biking. Uh, so okay, uh, yeah. so uh, road race biking, and you can go forever out absolutely. in East Texas. I imagine. Well, well yeah. So it, it, the the misconception there is that it's all flat, and it's actually rolling these rolling hills, constant rolling hills. Okay, I would have thought flat. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's a lot of undulation, and yes, there's a lot of places where you're going to be flat out for the whole bit of it uh-huh. but yeah you can cover a lot of ground and there was really good roads back then yeah uh i don't know what they are now I mean, <laughs> the 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 but when i was growing up in that area there was still a lot of farmland that hadn't been turned into housing projects totally and whatnot safe. yeah it was totally safe the, the odd truck would drive by but they give you a lot of room and yeah. it wasn't that, that, that big of a deal I but if it's that way now it's not uh, from what i understand it there's, there's nowhere near where I, I grew up where it hasn't become overgrown with yeah. uh, a lot of development. So, so even at a young age, you, you, you found the interest in going out for a road. Oh, yeah. No, that was, that, was my, that was my escape. So getting out on the road and riding, you know. Did you ride with buddies or was this off the uh, most of Most of the time I was by myself. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, most, most of the kids my age at the time, they were more into to BMX biking, mm-hmm. and, I had, and I had a BMX bike for a little bit, yeah. but once I found a 10-speed and I found my release, it was, that was it. And so for a long time in school, that was, that was what I did. I, put, I, I, I did track for a short bit of time. But my dad would never let me play football, mm-hmm. and so soccer was as close as I got. And you're six three or whatever. Well, or back 16. then I was I was still kind of on the tall side, even 
like in ninth, tenth grade, I, I might have been five ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. And when I when I left high school, I was about six foot. I went into the military right after high school, and I was at six foot at the time. And so, and I graduated early, so I got I went into the military at seventeen. But when I got out of the military, I had grown four inches. <laughs> Jeez. So I, did, I, so I I went in at six foot, came out six four. And, yeah. See what serving your country will do for yeah, you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, was a, I was a scrawny runt going in. I was maybe buck uh, fifty. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at six foot, that's nothing. That's what I was. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, same. And then when I, when I got out of the Army, I was like 185, 190. At six four and solid, solid, yeah. And and uh, and for a good while, I was able to keep up with the the discipline of running and and working out and uh-huh. and taking care of you know what I ate and and how how I applied myself, and that was okay um, until I uh, had a couple of kids and was on a traveling job with IBM. And Life kind of takes that, over. Right. So that was 18 months on the road, almost constant, mm-hmm. and horrible eating habits, yeah. not able to take care of myself. And I ballooned to about 250, 255. And what, what years were, were um, I was about 30, 33, 34 by then. So early 30s. Early 30s. And I Life was, took over. Yep, and, and what's going on? And... and um, and my, my kids were getting old enough that they wanted to do something. Well, they wanted, you know, my, um, my edict to my, I had three boys. Okay. So, and all of them about two years apart. Yeah. So yeah. fairly good stair steps there. Perfect. Um, and my only edict was you can do whatever you want from an extracurricular standpoint, mm-hmm. but one of them has to be a physical activity. Okay. Yeah. One of them. I didn't care what it was. Yeah, yeah. But one of them had to be. I like that. Yes. And um, and this is when they were in early element. Uh, yeah, mid elementary school, and uh, and they latched onto a couple of things, but then they saw some demo for uh, a taekwondo school, and they were like, "Dad, I want to do that." Taekwondo. I was like, "Okay, all right, no, no." I mean, I wanted to do martial arts when I was growing up, but in rural Texas, no options. I, the, I, I didn't even know of a place where I could have done that. Let alone, I doubt my dad would have let me. Right. You know, yeah. um, you know, there was just a weird stigma at the time that, you know, it's different. Lear, it's learning strange, it was, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I think it was just because it was strange yeah. more than anything yeah, else. That makes sense. Um, you know, it wasn't something my dad did, and so. He was kind of like, well, why would it benefit, you know, if I didn't yeah. do it, yeah. why well, you need to do it, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but Don't know how to help you, son. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, yeah. whatever. But but my kids were like, oh, I want to try that. And I knew, a, I knew a, a buddy of mine in the military when I served over in Germany who had practiced Taekwondo, and I had learned a little bit from him, um, but I never really picked it up myself. Uh, but I, I was like, nah, give it a try. Let's do See it. if you yeah. like it. You know, give it three months. And then tell me what you think. And so my first eldest, my, my, my two eldest started it first. And that only 
cranked up the intensity of my youngest. So my youngest is the one who has to do it better than his brothers. Yes. Always. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter how it is, he's got to do it and he's got to do it better. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so the first two started it and then shortly thereafter, the youngest got into it. And, and this was going fine for a couple months. And then uh, going into about, it was right towards the end of the third month, my eldest started to dwindle on it. Okay. You know, the other two were Lost just fine. Yeah. yeah, but, but, but I, and I think it was because he didn't think he was going to be better at it than his younger two brothers. I understand that, yeah. And I was like, okay. But let's give it a little bit more time. But at the same time, so from my own experiences in the military, I always had the, the mindset of leading by example. So it's one thing for me to say, oh, no, keep at it you know, from, 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 the, from the sidelines when my fat butt was just sitting there, you know, just watching. And I was like, mm, I'll tell you what, I'll join in. And I'll show you that it is something worth keeping at, you know. And, and part of me had recognized that uh, staying with martial arts over a longer term, like progressing all the way up to black belt, all right, it was an opportunity for my boys to realize a long-term goal. Okay, yeah. Now, I really didn't see much else besides maybe Boy Scouts and maybe a couple of other things. I was going to say Boy Scouts, yeah. But, but having that long-term goal of, of, of progressing and pushing, and then once you realize that goal, being able to take that with you as an experience. And, um, and my wife, I think the only thing my wife really either liked or disliked about something was how much of it was an ongoing cost yeah. as opposed to getting nickel and dime, you know, every other opportunity that came up. Yeah. Hey, you want your, instead of, uh, you know, five belts to go through, we've got 27 now or whatever. They're right. Shades of color. Yes. 150 bucks a belt yeah, or whatever. No You're like, what? Yeah, no, yeah, well, well they would always start off with 30, then 50, then <laughs> like, Come on. what? Yeah. So times three. So, so that part, yeah. yeah, no, times three. And that's really what, well, now times four. Times four. Right. Well, I got into it, but I started off with, uh, with Taekwondo and another discipline called uh, Hopkido. So Hapkido being different from Taekwondo, Taekwondo is more of an exercise-based, sport-based kind of discipline. So okay. they have sparring, they have uh, form competitions and that sort of thing. And so you can get very competitive with Taekwondo pretty easily. Mm -hmm. With Hapkido though, they do have some competitions for Hapkido in Korea. So both of these are Korean-based disciplines. But Hapkido is more directly a self-defense discipline okay. first of all I see okay. so there so from a hot keto standpoint there's no offensive tactic interesting it's all it's all someone's coming at you something is coming at you and your energy. response to that is some technique or some series of techniques that you can then tie together subdue and the then person. subdue the person you know knock them out whatever but but the point is 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 it it doesn't really have this 
sport aspect, or at least this particular discipline didn't mm-hmm. have that sport aspect to it. And I, but I, I saw it de- demonstrated like at full speed, and it was like, Which oh my happens. gosh, <laughs> yeah, it blew my mind. So that really kind of drove me initially. But I well, what's so with cool this. though is, is it, it, and this is what this program mm-hmm. is play more podcast is all sure. about it, it really hardly matters what discipline you're going into it's the fact that you as an adult you're watching your kids for various just good reasons get involved yourself and and stay active and then you can use those tools to apply them elsewhere in right. your life and so many of us we and as we should we do everything we can for our kids and then sit there on the sidelines. Yeah. And we got a long life ahead of us, and they're going to be done with their team sports. And guess what? Just a yeah. couple quick TikTok years. Tick-tock, and it's done. Yeah. Done. Now what? So exactly. um, if, if not only you can teach them mm-hmm. uh, skill sets and uh, ways of thinking to take that for uh, whatever sport they'll jump in and out of for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. And I'm a fan of the individual kind of sport like that, you mm-hmm. know, less so much of a structured scoring team or whatever but how can you grow yourself exactly but to then yeah like i said do that for your kids and then do it for yourself and and then you get to steal time away squirrel time away with your children yeah no and beautiful. that really was a, a beautiful aspect of it was being able to be out on the mat with my boys and help them continue that that growth yeah. and then um but from a taekwondo standpoint i didn't realize what kind of of physical output was involved and what I, so when I started it I also made some major adjustments to my diet all right kind and of have to I had sure. to, to to have the energy I needed to be out on the mat and, and I was doing like three times a week three four times a week at you know two hours two hours a pop and uh, I think inside the first three to four months I dropped 30 pounds. Oh, jeez. I'm serious. It, it literally dropped off of me. Yeah. And I had, uh, it, it was like taking a 30-pound rucksack off my back. And, and you were doing trying to no. diet to lose weight. You were trying to, probably at just, that point, eating the normal things you normally yeah. eat. And then, but you're just expending so much energy. And I, but it, it was a full-on body workout yeah. such that I would go to bed exhausted. Never slept so well. Never did. No, not in, not not in years. Not in years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, um, when, when I was the in the military, crushing pressures well, of work well, and life and parenting. In, well, when I was in the military, you know, when when we would go out on maneuvers and, and actually be, you know, out, um, you know, rucking it or otherwise, you know, out of the barracks and in training. Those nights, yeah, because you work your butt off for fifteen hours straight and yeah. maybe get two three hours straight of sleep. Those sound out like stone, yeah. you know, but outside of that, I hadn't known sleep like that in a while. Golly. And that's what I yeah. noticed when I, as, a, as an adult, first started working out with the, the trainer that I've mentioned before, but um, he, he would exhaust me so much and I'd, I'd just exhaust myself so much mm-hmm. through, through training that, yeah, it was as sound of a sleep as you could get. I mean, the kind of dreams mm-hmm. that it just hadn't had and not having to get up to go take a leak, you know, a few times a night. I mean, it was just like <laughs> you're sleeping. Yeah. And uh, that's where the uh, recovery well, comes. Yeah, yeah, well, and and 
the, the work that I do, so I, I, I do software development. And so a lot of the work that I'm doing is all mentally engaged. There's no, there's no body involvement, really. It's just mentally engaged in understanding how the software gets put together for a client. And, and That's more tiring than unloading a truck. Sometimes. And, and the thing is, is that on the, the really tough projects, I might be working straight 12 hours and then get home, get a little bit of food in me, yeah. and then go hit the sack. And then I'm dreaming code. I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking, I, I, I wake up and I, I think, oh, I need to go make that adjustment. Just and mind this, spinning. And my, yeah, the brain never turned off. Yeah. But once I, I started going back, it, oh no, it's horrible. But once I went, got into martial arts and was really starting to push my body, then I was able to kind of start relaxing and, and actually getting a, a better quality of sleep. Yeah. And actually a lot of quality aspects of my life improved out of that and so um now i'm i'm, I'm at about 230 uh -huh. but i'm probably outside of my time in the military i'm probably in one of the best shapes of my life yeah i could see and that, that's yeah. but now but i've stayed with and martial arts agile. well and i've stayed with martial arts for over 12 years now so Cumulative, so yeah. I'm, I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo, I'm a second degree black belt in Hapkido, and then uh, in the course of that time I picked up a third discipline called Gumdo, which is uh, uh, a sword-based dis uh, Korean discipline, and and uh, I made black belt in that um, last year. Oh, so, um, and then I keep up with that, but at the same time now, I'm interjecting a lot of focused workouts to to better hone in on aspects of my physiology that I need to improve to be able to take it up to the next step. So a lot of the kicks that I do in Taekwondo are much more complicated now. And then they're they're requiring How so? What what happens? Well, so like um some of the some of the kicks that I do right now involve multiple kicks in the air. Oh gosh. Yeah, so um so just that alone requires that I have to have a, a better vertical jump yeah. and, and more, more power, yeah. right? More power to get into the air, and and then and then uh, and then the prior and then and the prior receptors in my body have to be able to respond such that I'm I'm addressing each of the kicks, you know, correctly. The other other kicks are jumping, spinning, back kicks, and and jump uh, jumping, spinning. Uh, back swing kicks and so these are requiring not just right the power to, to, to lift off but also the torquing of the body to get the power generated and so it means that I have to do a lot of work on my squats and, and a lot more of uh, compound movements mm -hmm. that require that I'm thrusting through the hips because just like anything else Martial arts, the power is all in the hips. Is, is I mean, I suppose every sport is. is a lot of them are. Yeah, sure. I, I, you know, biking maybe not so much. It's more just straight on. You know, endurance and and, and you know. Uh, but power uh, related uh, stuff is just yeah. kind of comes from the. the uh, absolutely. So any kind of twisting action is going to have to involve the hips. If you try and do a punch without your hips. 
you'll have nothing on it. Less than deadly. Yeah. Less than lethal. <laughs> right. So, like, one of the things that in Taekwondo is very, very common, you know, school to school, school to school, is uh, doing power breaks. And power breaks, you know, might be a couple of boards. Okay. It might be a concrete block. I mean, there's all, you know, depending on, on your, your level of difficulty. And learning how to use the power. Right, how to get that power generated. But part of that has to do with how are you going to torque your body down so that you are driving the power through and actually connecting correctly and then not just connecting correctly but transitioning the power you know through your bones and joints correctly so that you're applying the power but not injuring yourself oh my gosh it's and, and yeah so it just everything gets cranked up just that much more and so over the 12 years you just keep adding layers yeah. to your skill set exactly and uh, I'm sure there's been times when you've been just too busy or you've lost a couple of weeks here or there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, no, work, 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 work is trying sometimes because yeah. of the, the difficulties of some of the projects that we do. Right. Um, so what, what kind of fallback do you have in that environment? What, what goes first? Uh, um, subtle little form things? or Right. So sometimes it's so from from a, a, a daily routine kind of thing from a martial arts standpoint you'll have form-based workouts and you'll have what are known as line-based workouts um just like you'd have line drills with football or soccer or what have yeah. what have you there's still line base and and what you're doing is focusing on the techniques in a repetitive fashion and getting that muscle memory engaged once you have the muscle memory engaged, now it's fine-tuning, you know, so, is that, it, is, are you getting full extension on something? You know, are you driving your power through? Are you landing correctly? Are you pivoting correctly? And, 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 and trust me, I know bad pivots. I, I had a yeah, nasty yeah. little accident on a bad pivot once. T tell me, you, we touched on that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, okay, so um, so so you were what fatigued in your movement, or, or lost a little bit of focus, or you yeah. cumulative from continually doing it in subtle, slightly incorrectly. Yeah, what happened? I, I think I had a well. It was I think it was one of those longer days at work. Okay, followed up with a hard session at at martial arts, and I was nearing the end of of my practice session in Taekwondo, which was you know, about, about an hour long, right? Okay. And there was this one kick that I was having a hard time with, and I was just focusing on that to try and make sure that I was doing the technique correctly. And each time, I was just kind of cranking it up just a little bit faster, and a little bit more power, and a little bit faster, a little bit more power. And I, at the last point of it, I, I was thinking, okay, this is the last one, I'm gonna call it quits and head to the locker room. And I put in the power that I thought I needed to, and I was, and it was basically a uh, spinning back kick, uh, a spinning, spinning heel kick. Okay. And um, so my, the pivoting foot has to be up on the ball. All right, that's where you're gonna be able to, so when you think of, of um, a spinning uh, uh, skater, Yes. All right. When they're when they're spinning, they're on, they're pretty much on the the ball. Even though their their skate is more or less flat, most of the, their their weight is on the front yeah. and not on the back. 
And what had happened to me was in the middle of the spin, I lost my balance and my heel came down. Now, this is on a mat. The mats are Your about an inch thick. My pivoting foot landed on the heel while my body was still. Just grabbed it. And the mat grabbed my foot. And so my foot stayed in place. And I was lucky I didn't destroy my yeah, knee. Yeah. But what ended up happening is I broke off the bottom of the tibia. Oh, gosh. And then spiral fractured the fibula. Spiral fractured. Yeah. So think of. You ever see a, a, a piece of bamboo that someone twists? Yeah. That's essentially what ended up happening. Gosh. And so, um, at first, all I thought I had done was dislocated my ankle. That's what I thought I'd done. So, they took me on into the, the, uh, the emergency room, and, um, and the doc was like... Did you have oh. to be carried out of there or helped out? Or yeah, I had to be carried. Hobbled off. Yeah. I had to be... No, I, I was... I was literally sitting, holding my leg and my foot together oh, man. in one place because if I let it go, the foot would drop completely. And then, well, the worry was that I, I could have a compound fracture where the bone might pierce the skin. Oh. But I, again, I'm thinking this is just, this is just a, a, a pop. You know, I, all I, I heard the pop. And I didn't hear a break. I heard a pop. And it was like, okay, no, that's, a, I mean, yes, it hurts like hell. And, you know, uh, and all I could do was crack jokes because otherwise I think I would have been crying. It was just, <laughs> right. it was just silly. Um, you know, of course, the last, the last word. It's always the last it, one. Yeah, it's one when you're more. not paying attention. When you're not paying attention. A little bit attention. of focus yeah. gone. A little, yeah. little bit more fatigued. Yeah. And, and bit, trying that just, just a little bit harder, but not putting enough into it to, to, take care of yourself to do it and Probably. but but I got carried off to the emergency room and then the doctor was like okay um, I'm gonna give you a, a general anesthetic so we can get this x-rayed and I was like what are you talking about just, just I mean it's it's a dislocation Snap it back into and, place. And, and, and he's like um, yeah that's not what that is and I was like oh but he didn't like Give me any more info. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, Give me more. Uh, that's that's not what it what. what? <laughs> so what is it? <laughs> and so he gave me a general, and I, I think they were worried about giving me too much. So they were like, okay, count down back from 100. So I count, count down back from 100, and when I got to zero, I said, now what? Yeah, and, give me more. And, and the guy was like, um, do it again? <laughs> so, what? What, what, what? And, and I never went under. And, oh, gosh. But, uh, no, and so they, they did the x-ray. But and, you couldn't feel it. Uh, I, mean, well, I, mean, I, could, I could feel them messing around, but it didn't, they it didn't knock me any out. any worse than it was? No, right? not really. And, oh, gosh. Um, and, then, and then they were like, okay, well, we're going to get the, the cast stuff in here. And I was like, okay, so um, what am I looking at? And, and uh, he's looking at the x-ray, and he's like, yeah, y you've messed up your leg. Seriously, and I was like, "How? It's dislocated." He's like, "No, it's not dislocated. You've broken serious parts of your bone on the oh. bottom of your leg." And it's like, "Oh, complicated area of the body." No too. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, um, you've got a steel plate on the outside of the fibula that 
was mended that thing back together, and then ten screws. So you've, you had to have lost mobility. I did. Yeah. No, yeah. I lost us. No, it, it had me off. This had me off the mat. Let's see. I went through three different casts. Um, they screwed up the first cast. They're, they're supposed to put a sock, and what I didn't know, I'd never really broken a bone like that before. And what I didn't realize is how much swelling goes on when you break a bone. I had no idea, but it, you get a lot of swelling, especially down there if you're standing. Right. Your blood well, goes right. Down. Oh no, no hell, just doing that would have been agony, because once the blood started rushing down there, it's like all the all the uh, all the vascular damage I had done uh, uh, was just immense. Super painful. Yeah, it was super painful. So, uh, but the first cast, um, my skin swole into the cast. They didn't put the, they're supposed to put a sock so that your skin doesn't rub up against the... Is it fused in with the so cast? It, 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 right, it, it swole into pieces of the cast and oh. ruptured my skin. And so they had to wait three weeks before I could get surgery. And by then, they basically had to re-break the, the leg oh, to no. do it. And then, then there was the second cast for after they did the surgery. And then the third cast was after they um, uh, uh, inspected everything and... So how long were you down? Ten months. Ten months from when it happened to where you could do what? Go even just walk back out on the mat again. And do a mild workout? Or just, just Nothing. Just walking? Just walking out on the mat again. So you lost a solid year. Yes. So what happened to your body? Um, well, I lost... So just one tiny part of your body. Yeah. What happened to the, the rest this of entire, it? This entire... So that entire leg, like atrophied yeah. to no end. I mean, it lost a good 30 pounds on that leg yeah. alone. And I was I like, imagine, yeah. what? Uh, yeah, it was like a stick. Yeah, so, the whole but leg. But the rest of your workout the rest of, suffered well, right. too, right? I mean, well, you tried yeah. to work, tried to do well, the, you know, I was on crutches. Well, I was on crutches yeah. for a while, so crutches, the funny thing is, is that crutches are awesome for your shoulders. Tries and traps and shoulders. Yeah, yeah. your shoulders, I, yeah, yeah, for Thank sure. Thank goodness for that. No kidding, but... Uh, but yeah, just getting around the house was was tough enough. I had a, a bad case of um, um, uh, uh, fasciitis. Uh, plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasci I had a bad case. I on mean, that one foot. On that one foot. I mean, I, after it came out, I, I'd still get it to a certain degree. If I'm if oh, I if I walk without my shoes, mm -hmm. I I will have. A tendency to that anyway, even now. Wow. And that's ten years ago. Yeah, it I happened. This happened in two thousand nine. Because no. I chased a guy out here before, but uh, we'll talk uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> These things have saved me on that. Yeah. No. Uh, the. Um, but. Yeah. Just once. Once I got out of the cast, I would stand up and my whole lower leg would just turn red. I mean, just. The all From all the, the vascular all the all the vascular damage meant that none of that was very efficient oh, yeah. and so when the when the blood would rush down there it would just start pooling and it took a long while to get it to where it was so where'd it. you find the the motivation to get so here's a guy you you you've, you've worked hard you've, you you know the effort yeah 
to, to put in to get where you were, which mm -hmm. is monumental, right? Uh, years, decades of just consistent plugging away at it. And you know how hard that is. You could power a city with that sure. amount of energy you put into it. Yeah. And then, boom, stripped, nothing to do. So you're just... Well, what was funny is that for like the first three months, I read everything I could on that technique that broke my life. Interesting. Revisited the Revisited rest it. of your life. I, I re, well, I, I, for, for three months solid, for every day that I had a cast on my leg. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Matter of fact, um, I had a buddy of mine who was, who was Korean, and he, I actually had him write the Korean name of the technique on my cast. So I never forgot. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, but, it, but I looked at it as that was my fault. Yeah, and, of course, yeah. But that was the the technique I had to master to get beyond it. And it, and it was easily another six to eight months before I could do it again. How good did that feel? Um, scary. Scary. Oh. No, absolutely scary. What um, happens if I just torque a little just, too much? Yeah, all I got to do is mess it up wrong. And then you, that could still, so you can master it. Yeah. But that can still happen sure. through a long day of work, Absolutely. a little bit of fatigue, you get yeah. some stress going on in your life yep. for whatever reason. Yeah. And boom. Yep. Uh, well, so my, so my wife. Yeah, it's bad enough getting injured anyway, but when you're yeah. get injured, getting injured trying to improve yourself and, and take care of yourself and do the things that, frankly, a lot of people might be too lazy to do. Yeah. Or can't find the. Well, right, uh, and, inspiration and, to and do there that. were other aspects that I really didn't give any credence to. Like, um, they had me on uh, oxycodone mm -hmm. for a good bit of it. For a good for a good two weeks, I was on oxycodone, mm -hmm. and what I didn't realize was that uh, oxycodone took uh, basically destroyed my short term memory. Permanently or no, 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 no. It was just for the while I was on it, uh -huh. I couldn't keep a thought in my head longer than about thirty minutes, that's, and I'd be wondering what. That's what tough in doing? your position at work. No, right? I was huge. I was still doing software. I was doing it from home, and and I, 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 wrote, I, wrote, I wrote stuff. I'd have no idea what it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, it obviously worked, but I have Sorry no idea what it did. Sorry about that glitch. Yeah, no company kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. No kidding. Well, you know, luckily I had a really understanding uh, uh, employer at the time, uh, and uh, and I was one of the lead architects at, at, at the time there. So I was still having to have meetings with people and. and in the course, now I made sure that none of the meetings were longer than about thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, so I could at least keep some thought in my head. Things and, are going to get weird. Yeah, before things got weird. <laughs> um, but uh, but then later on, you know, I, I get <clears throat> I get some call from some guy who's like, yeah, yeah, we we got this thing. We, can you take a look at it? And I'm looking. at it, I was like, who the hell wrote? And I go back and look, and oh, I did. Oh no! I was like, oh man, no. What was I thinking? You know, yeah, no kidding. So yeah, so, but those are just things you don't even think about when when those kinds of injuries come in. Yeah. But yeah, but that would. But that well, would, then the scary thing is the high percentage of people that get addicted to stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Or overdose because you couldn't remember when you last took it. Oh sure, yeah. And and it got to the point where oh, um, my eldest was actually more. helping me 
keep track. Oh yeah. My eldest would keep. My eldest son was helping me keep track of when did I take because I wouldn't. I couldn't remember. Couldn't remember, scary. And I, I, I could even write it down. I couldn't remember where I wrote it. I mean, it was just that kind of crap. I'm afflicted with that anyway. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree. And 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 the guy was wanting me to stay on it for another week because I still had so much healing to do because it really hurt. Painful. And that's why and, they make this you know, stuff. Yeah. Well, and and the thing was is that they couldn't just constantly put me in a smaller cast as swelling went down. So there was a point in time when my foot's like rattling around inside the cast. Okay. And that. No, why couldn't they do that? Well, because of cost. Uh, you, uh, you can't yeah. just go off and go. Hey, let me get another one yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but it boiled down to, all right, I, I'd rather hurt. You're right. Yeah, and, and I basically told the guy, look, I, this, this sucks. Yeah, and yeah. I appreciate it, but I'd rather hurt at this point. And, and luckily, it was only a couple more weeks, and then it was all good, and I was getting back to normal. But yeah, for a short yeah. bit there, it was kind of scary. I'm like, what? So yeah. post post injury, now that's been a few years. Oh, that's been about ten years. Ten now. years now. Yeah. How long was it before you were like, okay, as good or better than you were? Um. Uh. So. When I went back on the mat, I made a deal with my wife. So my, the deal with my wife was if I ever got hurt like that again, I'd have to quit. Uh, just straight off the bat. Yeah. If I got hurt like that again, I would quit. Um, so, and she wouldn't let me go back to Taekwondo immediately. So I went back to Hapkido, which is a lot lower impact, a lot less involvement of the legs in, in quite the same fashion, mm -hmm. and or at least this particular version of, of Hapkido uh, called Combat Hapkido. And, uh, and it was interesting that uh, I was able to, to get back into the groove as quickly as I was with that. But, um, and it wasn't until I got my black belt um, for, for Combat Hapkido that my wife you know, once you'd seen my performance in that, and it was a tough, that was a tough test to get my black belt on that. can imagine. It was, it was a huge <laughs> Well, test. you know, it should be. Sometimes we, we were talking jokingly about all the different color belts and this and that, and um, I suppose if you, if you don't find the right facility or instructor or master, whatever mm -hmm. they're called, sure. uh, then you could get caught into a, a, just a, a cash cycle of, of buying new belts. Not being too knowledgeable in the martial arts world mm -hmm. and uh, never done it of right. really any kind. Um, and, uh, you know, when I hear someone has a black belt, even if they're a child, in my mind, they should be able to kick my ass. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's, I mean, listen, I'm the biggest sister. No, 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 that's, I, so I, I, I think. But you know what I mean? Like, sure. So I, I, do you I see that a lot? I think that's overblown a little bit. Um, because it really kind of depends on the person, all right, and and how the person. Ta so you can go. They're into black belt by technique, but they're they're not going to be whooping ass out there, right? So you know the 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 thing that you hope you're gaining out of that is a respect for what your techniques can do, all right. Yeah. For someone who can't respect that then yes I, i'd say those people are just sheer dangerous both themselves and anyone around around them yeah but for someone who has a respect for that and can control that then yes i would say 
that's one of those light switches that can turn on. And then next thing you know, you have people on the ground clutching right. things, and and then it's over. Right, right, and that's right. what I would fully expect. And, but and they'd, not, have, but, they'd but, have more discipline. I'm not saying they're out yeah. looking for fights, and they're probably less likely to get in a fight. Should be. Because be. they're just a, a calm confidence about them. But I'm just saying in general, like when I, so in theory, every black belt should be able to, to For the average layman, the, the, so if someone's got a black belt and they can't, then it's probably shame on the instructor. Mm, I think no, I, I I I think it's a little bit of both. So it's all about the environment in which you've trained. So if you've been, if you've trained in an environment where you know you you take those skills seriously, then yes. So I mean, know, they shouldn't be moved up to the new color. Right? They shouldn't be until they're but like okay. In, they, but in they, some cases, yes, they are. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, you in some schools there are black belt factories. You pay them enough money yeah, and you'll get a black belt. You know, yeah. you, you how stick many belts around. are there? Uh, depends on the discipline. Anywhere between eight and ten. Okay. Um, you know, and, and you know, and it really depends on, you know, there's there's a kaleidoscope of disciplines out there. You know, from from Japanese to Chinese to Korean to Filipino to uh, 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 so Thai, every discipline, Malay, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. So there's a, there's a ton of different disciplines out there, and and all of them have inklings of each other, because you know when you really get down to it, when you're talking about joint locks and things like that, well, your joint's only going to lock in so many positions. I see. And yeah. how do you engage those locks and those kinds of things? That's, how long should it take to get a black belt? Um. So, what's probably more of a standard in Taekwondo, at least here in the States, so there's, you have to give that kind of preference uh, or, 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 or designation that in, in Korea, it probably takes you a bit longer. But take it, a whole, uh, a it whole take, lifetime. Well, no, it could take you, you know, anywhere between six and eight years in, in Korea, okay. right? Um, but here in the states, it might only take you four to five. You know, again, depending on the school, maybe even a lot six. Of variables, yeah. Right. So, if and and if you're talking about a very good school, you know, a prestigious school, then you know, you're not going to progress to the next rank unless you've mastered the techniques of the current rank. Mm -hmm. And so, depending on that, it could take you longer. All right, but. Like in, in my case now, um, I'm not able to test um, until very specific designated points in time. So now that I'm black belt, I have to wait the number of years I, I'm, so the, the, the Dan number, so I'm third Dan. Okay. I have to wait three years before I can test again. So that's for me still another, uh, year and a half Sorry about that. Okay. Um, but but that's but yeah that's the the, the main bit of it is uh, I, I, I don't um, you know, I, I continue to train and I continue to go through my steps but I have three years to go through all of my techniques for my current belt plus I have to be prepared to demonstrate any of my previous techniques across all 
all of the belts previous to me. How many techniques are we talking about? Dozens and dozens. Yeah. At, at, at this stage, for sure. Dozens and dozens. And is that what you're doing? You're just adding more techniques to your right, quiver, so, to your arsenal? Right. So you got foundational techniques, and then you have derivations of those foundationals. Some of them are, are, are techniques that are linked together, mm-hmm. and so they're con- really compound techniques. You know, so, but then it's, it's more of a focused uh, effort on, um, you know, it, like, the, like the, the multiple kicks. So um, some of those multiple kicks is multiple kicks of the same leg in the same position just going up. So that may be three kicks, that may be four kicks, you know. That's amazing. Or, you know, and, and just progressively higher, you know, aiming for the shins, aiming for, you know, the, the, the mid leg, aiming for the midriff, aiming for the neck, and aiming for the head. You know, yeah. it may be like that, Turn or it. it's uh, more of a uh, jumping double kick. So it may be jumping kick kick, or it may be jumping kick uh, you know, seen all on the, the same side. Yeah, and, and a lot of these stuff you've seen in the movies, but the, 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 in the movies, especially when you're talking about actors doing it, not real martial right. artists, they're on wires and, and whatever else, but no, you have you have people, that people can who that. can really do some, some of that. And it it's is amazing. crazy. If you ever see uh, the slow-mo guys, yeah. uh, the, the YouTube slow-mo guys, they did one with the kooky one. Oh, I'll have to check out, that out. Of, out, of, out, of, out of South Korea, out of Seoul. Um, so the Kukiwan in Korea is the government body that actually manages the curriculum of Taekwondo. All right, and they also have a register of martial uh, of, of, of uh, black belts. So I have my black belt. Oh, card you, from you them. got a card you get to yeah. carry. Oh, yeah, very card, cool. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. The gun has already hit you a few times before you broke out and showed me how a card to defend yourself. Yeah. Well, I was going to read this for our listeners, but it's all uh, written in Korean. Roll well, back. on the other side, it's, it's it's both. So you got some of it that's in Korean, but then some of it's in English. <clears throat> this is to certify that the above-named person is a holder of the Taekwondo 3rd Dan grade registered in the Kukiwon. Did I say that right? Yep. President of Kukiwon. Yep. So you wear you wear eyeglasses. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you wear contacts too? No, no. So fight without... oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, this this largely is so I can read. <laughs> okay, sure. But outside of that, I don't. You know, uh, uh, they're not distracting enough. Yeah. You know, to to wear okay. regular from this distance. Mm-hmm. But I won't. I won't. I won't wear them for for long distance and I definitely don't need to wear them for, for fighting. Lock the big guy coming at you. Right. So in, in a lot of cases it's about um, kind of feeling what they're doing. You know, yeah. we, we have, well, so with, with like um, um, uh, uh, with sparring in Taekwondo, 
Uh, we have what what we designate as as the the T designation. So it's your the uh, line from one shoulder to the, to the other shoulder, and then the midline going right down the middle of the body. Okay. And so between having a peripheral understanding of where their feet placement is uh -huh. and how their T situation is is situated, we'll react. You're trying to, to pre predict predict right moves, and, and yeah. basically understand what what is What's what are they what are they <laughs> telegraphing if they're telegraphing anything. Okay. Yeah. And of course the, the, the less they telegraph the harder they are to fight. So keeping all that in mind, but not really focusing on any one thing. It's kind of paying paying attention to all of it at the same time. Interesting. And then that's regarding that. But then when you're doing like spinning kicks, there's not a whole bunch you're going to be specifically looking at outside of making sure that they're still there when you're making the turn to kick. <laughs> so, and if you can do it fast enough, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So you mentioned um, altering your diet. Yeah. Uh, as you got into this new mm -hmm. hobby. Yeah. So what had to change? A um, lot less processed food for sure. Okay. All right. Um, and this had to. This wasn't like oh, I said, hey, I want to, I want to eat better. This is like I'm craving better stuff. Yeah. What do I it's need to do be so more, I have some right, fuel right. for the night's workout? It's got to be nutrient dense. Yeah. You know, so um, as as much non-fried anything as possible, you know, as baked, baked chicken, skin, you know, skinless, boneless chicken, uh, lots of that. Um, Sick of and then, well, and, uh, well, what I got into was uh, those bag salads. Yeah, yeah. So I'd stock up on bag salads and eat that three to four times a week. Okay. And I had my own, like, I'd have the whole bag salad. I mean, that, that thing's supposed to feed like two, three people, and I would eat that, that all, whole thing. the whole thing. And a bag of potato chips or something. Yeah, it was it was yeah no it was crazy, and uh, the, the 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 bigger deal of it was making sure that uh, uh, the um, I had made it have it give it enough flavor so lots of pepper black pepper and um and a bunch of odds and ends and then parmesan and then that's no dressing and then i'd i'd pile on you know grilled chicken or or whatever and then and that would be my dinner. standard meal yeah and that would that would almost be my only meal of the day okay and so what i didn't realize was i was practicing intermittent fasting before i knew that was a thing <laughs> and but what i what i knew was i would have a, a, a really minuscule uh, uh, lunch, maybe like a cliff bar, okay. just enough to get me through the, the mm -hmm. rest of the day. Mm -hmm. I'd have like coffee in the morning and, and a small thing of orange juice, and then that would set me for to lunch. So there's a cliff bar or whatever, uh, a packet of granola, yeah. you know, for yeah. lunch, and then that would coast me to workout time. And then I'd go and work out for two hours. And then I'd go home and eat a big old a thing. Bag of, of salad. Bag, bag salad. And then I'd, then I'd hit the sack. And that, doing that two or three, three to four times a week. Mm -hmm. And then just making sure that I wasn't stupid right. about my diet the rest of the week. And yeah, the pounds literally dropped off. 
Well, you know, I've said it before, but I mean, you, you tend to crave better foods when you're when you're working out hard. Your body just is calling for it. You know, that's yeah. why we overeat when we fast food because yeah. it's not satiating or satisfying anything the body's really asking for. No, and nowadays, it's so good. I love right, it. No, no just, nowadays the only the closest thing I eat to fast food is um, Panda Express. That's, that's the closest. Did. That's the closest thing I get. Yeah. And and, and what I get is um, the chow mein, and I get a double helping of the uh, teriyaki chicken, because okay. there's no sauces, and there's right. nothing ex- extra on top of that. And then I I throw in a a, a bag of, uh, of broccoli, and I and that's what I would eat for, you know. That, but that's as close as to a. Fast to, food, yeah. to fast food as I get, and that's still only occasional. So that makes you you're feeling better because mm-hmm. of it. It's sure. noticeable. You're sleeping better. You're exercising. Mm-hmm. Well, what what advice is there? Do you might might you have for uh, for the rest of us that are trying to find? You've been you've been able to jump around to different things, working out, mm-hmm. doing something active your whole life. Sure. And you, you know as many people as I do who maybe not don't do anything or do very little or, or try a little bit and get frustrated and stop. What, what advice well, is there? I, I, I think the, the one thing, and, and this has always stuck with me, um, so there's the, there's the expression of you are what you think other people think you are. All right, so from a, from a, a, a psycho, psychoanalysis standpoint, you derive motivation to to emphasize that which other people agree about you. Interesting. Okay. So, in my case, what made what really motivated me was making sure my boys realized I felt this was important for them to be physically engaged. So you're setting an example continually exactly. as, a, as a way, yeah. And so, and, and it's something I continue to do. I mean, my boys are all in college now. Yeah. But, but it's it's. But they're still seeing it, you. But they still see me in the game. And I'm still, I, I, you know, I have a, a area of my garage that's all set up with matting and all that, so we can always go out and go practice martial arts in, in the garage. Uh-huh. Or I've got my workout weights there, mm-hmm. so I'll do a. Um, not really CrossFit, but a CrossFit style workout, and then I'll go run, and then I'll come back and I'll I'll do, you know, uh, kicking drills on the Wave Master, yeah. you know, and um, or or we'll do technique stuff or we'll do form stuff together, and and all of it to to show, you know, guys, this is really important. If you don't stay with this, then you lose the skill set over time. Now, they're all registered with the Kuki One. Yeah. So, the, Kuki, so the, the cool thing about the Kuki One is I can go anywhere in the world and my black belt is recognized. Yeah. If, if, if they are recognized by the Kuki One, then they have to recognize. And so they match you up with people that well, are right. similar and so, levels? Right. So if I go and, and let's say I move to California uh-huh. and I go and look for a school over there. If I weren't associated with the Cookie One, they wouldn't necessarily have to recognize my belt. Uh-huh. They could say, "Oh, well, here you're white belt." Um, no, yeah, a little no, more than that. No, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, but but that recognition, that that global recognition means 
you know, that's that's something no one can really take away. And 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 making sure that they understand that while they have that, that doesn't mean that they get to keep those skill sets unless they continue to come back continue to you and, yeah. and, and, and You don't push just themselves. have it and you're good no. for life. Yeah. And, you have to maintain and, it. Right. Continue in education. So so the one so the one recommendation I would have is find that that point of motivation, whether it's your your wife or, or, or your girlfriend or just you know, what other people think of you at the office or, or whatever, find that one thing. Turn that into Latch the thing that, that drives that self-definition of, you know, what is that expectation you want to set? Let that drive you. Yeah. And for my own part, that really helps set the tone Continue to the point that, right, so I have guys that I've worked out with in martial arts for easily the last 10 years mm -hmm. and and they know when they come to work out with me they know there's a tempo yeah. and there's a tone and there is a work ethic that, that's going to be involved the moment we get on the mat yeah and and, and just like I, I would always tell my boys whatever you have going on leave it off the mat get on the mat Leave all that stuff off the mat. It will be there when you get off yeah, the trust mat. trust me. <laughs> no worries on that. All right. But when you get on the mat, leave all that stuff and just focus on what you're doing. And then, as you know, set your goals. That's meditative in its own. It is. But if 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 your goal is to get that black belt, or if that, or your goal is, you know, to to drop another fifteen seconds on on your whatever run distance you're, you're working on, mm -hmm. all right? Whatever that, that is, yeah. have that focus, but <clears throat> let that motivation be a part of that focus. And I think that, that's the best advice I think I can give because it's, it's definitely served me well. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, Jim, I, it's probably a good note to end on. No, no, that. it's awesome. And yeah. I appreciate you coming no, in here. No, thanks for asking me to come out. Pleasure. No, um, absolutely. We're going to chat again. No. I sure hope. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate buddy, it. Buddy, take care of yourself. Thanks. All right, play more nation. <laughs> we'll do this again. Yeah, no, it's a great place here. I uh, appreciate, thanks, appreciate all yeah. the support. Right on. All right, guys, take care. Bye-bye.